Binding with briars, my joys and desires. A good omens podvik, written by Entangled Now and Nerome Rome, and read by Ja. Chapter 4 The water fills the bath in a rush of sound, climbing the sides as the Xerophil watches. Crowley bounces into the air at his urging, bare feet landing on a Xerophil salt stretched palms. His hands curl over the tips of Aziraphale's fingers, and he can just about fear the excited squeeze they give. Would you like to sit on the side while I get in? Aziraphale suggests. I fear it will be too deep for you otherwise. I think I would like to see you get in the bath, Crowley decides. Would you get all wet? And I know I'm smaller than you, but you don't have to worry so much. He lays his hands on Aziraphale's thumb, laughing against the skin, before pressing a kiss there. I trust you not to let me drown. Aziraphale is swamped by the confidence in him. Even if the thought is an unpleasant one, he'd never considered. Certainly not. I'm more than large enough to fill the tub, so you won't be able to sink. Or, more worryingly, slide beneath his body like an errant bar of soap. But he doesn't voice that part out loud. The face Crowley tips up is flirtatious, suggesting a dozen things that Aziraphale couldn't possibly voice and feels a little warm even thinking about before the fairy is slipping off onto the side of the bath, leaning in to try and tangle his foot in the rising water, and finding it just out of reach. Aziraphale is careful when he steps into the tub. The last thing he wants to do is slosh the contents about and accidentally knock Crowley in. Not that he wouldn't immediately render assistance, but that isn't the point. His body displaces enough water that it rises as his legs and buttocks slip beneath the surface, followed by the round of his stomach and his elbows. Crowley watches from the chilly corner, chin balanced on one hand, as if he's enjoying the show. You really are lovely to look at, he says, and his voice is honeyed by appreciation. All soft like a summer fay. If you were smaller, I'd expect to see a stretch of insect wings at your back. Maybe a pattern of sparkles that catch the light on your skin. Aziraphale slides down, feeling the warmth soak into his bones, thighs spreading to dissipate some of the heat. I think you can come in now, he says. He tries to be brave. There's nothing in Crowley's face but genuine excitement as he lets his legs hang before sliding down with a squeak to land sprawling on a Xerophil's bare thigh. He lies there for a moment, laughing at his undignified sprawl. That was more slippery than it looked. Aziraphale cups a hand around the side of him, and he rides himself, 
his tiny bare feet walking up a Zerophil's leg and across his hip. Only the streak of his legs, buttocks and forearms shiny wet. He skirts the soft swell of a Zerophil's cock, water lapping the head and soaking into pale hair. Aziraphil can't deny that his nearness is affecting, as is the casual way their nudity now matches, for all the vast difference in size. I forgot how hard it was to get a grip when everything's wet. Feels a bit like frozen water, only not cold. Would you like me to support you? Aziraphale has been following Crowley's progress with a hand, but his strides are slowly becoming surer. Luckily, the hard soles of his feet put enough pressure on Aziraphale's wet skin to not tickle. I think I can find somewhere secure to land. The words are amused, and right after that, Crowley sinks to his knees on Aziraphale's stomach, making himself at home on the rolling swell that water slapping against in slow waves. You're soft as petals, he hums. No wonder you like getting wet, you humans, spending half your life stripping off and lying in a bath. That seems like it would be nice. I will admit a certain fondness for it. Aziraphale is struck suddenly by the urge to run his fingers down the damp expanse of Crowley's back to follow the trail of water to the spare curve of his behind. But he worries that it will tip their relaxed intimacy into something far different. He settles for carefully setting the soaps and shampoos Crowley had chosen on a tray that hangs over the side. He discards a bubble bath he'd been given, knowing that he would probably come to regret letting Crowley loose with that. It's nice, Crowley says from his position. I can feel the steam, and you're a lovely pillow to lie on. He kicks his small legs bravely, heels tap-tapping Aziraphale's thigh. Aziraphale's laughter jiggles Crowley a little, much to his amusement. I'm so pleased you think so. He gives in to the urge from before, setting two fingers gently just beneath Crowley's shoulders and trailing them down just an inch or two, feeling the way the skin moves back into the gesture when Crowley takes a breath. Is this all right? I thought that was what we got all wet for. Crowley sounds delighted, and perhaps in truth, he was simply waiting for Aziraphale to reach back, to acknowledge his flirtation with a little of his own. Well... It wasn't the only reason, Aziraphale argues, because he feels like one of them should at least attempt to be sensible about the possibilities here. Or perhaps pragmatic is more the right word. Crowley lifts his head, settles his chin on his hand. A good reason, though. 
you're a menace. Crony spreads his arms out, burying his face in a soft skin just beneath the Xerophil's ribcage in what looks for all the world like an attempt at hug, enough that he's laughing again. A soft, joyful thing which threatens to dislodge Crowley entirely. I'm starting to think I should pick a better perch, Crowley muses. He looks upwards, wings briefly shivering to dislodge a collection of tiny droplets. A brief flutter has him towing his way through Xerophil's chest hair before he settles against the swell of his left breast. Head tipped back to watch him. I think I should soap you first, Crowley decides. He's so very close. Aziraphir thinks he could almost lean down and kiss him. He knows he'd feel the flutter of wings in his hair and across the lids of his eyes. How has he become so comfortable with this so quickly, this magical thing. How did you work that out? Larger surface area. Crowley pats his skin, hand straying up to the rounded wet peak of a nipple. He leaves it there for a moment, palms skating curiously across the round of it. I'm not used to these being so big. Look at it. I reckon it would barely fit in my mouth. Aziraphale can't help the little half of surprised arousal, though judging by the contemplative look he receives, his reaction was noted. After all, I'm not getting anything else in my mouth, Crowley adds, with a swing of thigh that ensures Aziraphale is under no misunderstanding what he means. The color that floods his cheeks must be obvious, and the fact that he's been given permission to not only think such thoughts, but entertain them, is no help. Now you're being filthy. Crowley laughs in agreement, rolling to his feet and stretching upwards until his body is one long curve, arms held aloft. The lie of his cock is not quite as soft and unaffected as before. He slips back down Aziraphale's body, bare feet sliding on wet skin, until he's precariously balanced on the crease of Aziraphale's thigh, feet pushed into the warm water, preening with a smirk on his face. Well then, I think you should soap me up until I'm the cleanest fairy you've ever seen. Aziraphale can feel the tight coil of arousal, hot and prickling like an electric wash over him, thinking about the permission he's been given, the opportunity to put his hands so freely on Crowley's bare skin. He's still adjusting to the path this moment has taken, to the clear sexual invitation in Crowley's voice. Aziraphale wonders if Crowley realizes what his words, and the side of his naked body pressed warm on Aziraphale's, is doing to him. 
how it's unraveling him so quickly when he thinks this is the most intimacy he's had in long, long years. And Crowley's so very lovely. Go on, Crowley bounces up with a flap of wings before settling back down. Impatient and beautiful. What are you waiting for? It's so very easy to reach out, to slather his hands with soap, leaving the bar on the tray and asking Crowley, Where do you want me to start? Politeness seems to be paramount with the already built-in walls that are their differences. Aziraphale doesn't want to make any mistakes. Crowley lifts his arms and holds the tip of Aziraphale's index finger, giving a gentle pull. Aziraphale complies, lets the small fairy place the round tip of his finger on the bow of his chest. Here, Crowley whispers. Aziraphale breathes a thready agreement. All right. Crowley's arms fall relaxed at his sides and he stands there while Aziraphale rubs carefully at the plane of his stomach, feeling the small muscles tense and shudder with each one of Crowley's breaths. Come on, Aziraphale, it's all right. Crowley encourages him, probably noticing the slight shaky tremble of Aziraphale's hand. I won't break. Aziraphale uses his thumb, sliding it up and down Crowley's belly, slipping to the side to find the delightful curve of his waist, movement slow and thoughtful. He's touched Crowley before, has bathed him even, but the previous time Aziraphale had been so shrouded by his concern for Crowley that he hadn't let his brain entirely register all the myriad little sensations He's now taking in with greedy delight. The smooth feel of Crowley's skin. The warmth of it. How appealing it looks shiny wet and glistening. Up, Crowley coaxes him, and Aziraphale nods, a shuddery sound escaping him when he thumbs the tight pinkness of a nipper, the butt heart under the wall of his pet. Crowley sighs a moan and throws his head back. Yeah, like that. Might be nice and clean. The words are exquisitely drawled, and Aziraphale can feel the urgent twitch of his cock, the tacky leak it gives at the image of his wet and flushed fairy perched on his upper thigh. You're very tempting. Do you know that? Crowley only gives him a sly smile because he knows. He must know what this soft, tactile inquiry over his body is doing to Aziraphale. The sort of desperate desire that courses through him as his hand slowly moves, adjusts, finds new spaces to smooth soap over. Crowley arches forward, grabbing Aziraphale's hand to encourage him to touch him more, to let all his fingers curl around his waist, 
learn the shape of his torso, while a zebra fails careful slide of soap, becomes a more pointed, needy demand. His rhythm over Crowley's nipples is playful and entirely selfish. He will admit as much. They're... they're really sensitive, Crowley gasps, while Aziraphale uses both his thumbs to draw circles over them, daring to be bold. Should I stop? His voice is rough and low, the difference that an honest appreciation and desire for Crowley has made is startling. No, touch me, touch me more. Crowley pulls Aziraphale's hand down to the sharp angle of his narrow hips, letting fingers brush his filling cock and curl around the tender length of his thighs. There's so much of me you haven't touched yet. It feels like such a promise, like a boundless offering and Aziraphale moves his thumbs between Crowley's inner thighs, the suds running down the length of his legs. Here, Crowley's skin is incredibly hot, the feel of it soft and wet, a space that feels transgressive to touch, so beautifully intimate. Aziraphale sinks his teeth into his bottom lip, when his knuckle brushes and bumps against the hang of Crowley's balls. Unashamed, Aziraphale can admire to his heart's content the drunken quiver of Crowley's cock, the red jutting bob of it in its nest of red curls. He's clearly enjoying himself as much as Aziraphale is. My thighs aren't clean. Crowley says with a cheeky smile, Do I have to back? Aziraphale allows his fingers to skim up that vulnerable stretch of skin until he's parting Crowley's legs with a thumb, the side of it pushing up against his taint. Crowley gives a strangled, broken groan. Like this? Aziraphale asks. Yeah. Keep going. Aziraphale's own thighs tends to stop himself from rolling his hips and thrusting up into nothing, jolting Crowley from his perch. He's incredibly aroused. Crowley's carefree pleasure and ragged noises when Aziraphale touches him are impossible to ignore. He doesn't remember ever having been so hard in his life, which is something he knows he should control to not seem like a rude prude. He's so much larger than Crowley, magic or no, it seems sensible to follow his lead, to let him dictate the pace. When Aziraphale presses down on Crowley's calves, the fairy makes a low, throaty noise and sways back. Ew! Should soap my back now. Crowley turns on his heels, leaving him in a position where it's impossible to ignore the very evident plump shape of Aziraphale's fully erect cock. 
He doesn't wait for Zerophir to offer any words, to perhaps make a comment on it, being rather too big to hide in these circumstances. In a twirl of motion that Zerophil isn't expecting, Crony slips forward and lets his legs spread around the stiff length, before sinking to a sit and then leaning forward, pressing his entire lap and chest to Zerophil's cock naked body enticingly rubbing on the shaft of it. Aziraphale gasps. Crowley! Better like this, don't you think? So I can keep my balance. Crowley sounds entirely unrepentant and not a single bit embarrassed. He wraps his arms around Aziraphale's erection, Heated points of contact with the fairy skin entirely distracting. Aziraphale can't help the pulsing jerk of his cock at the pushing slide of Crony's hands. You're a terrible fiend! It seems fair to say at this point that he is exactly that. A terrible wicked thing, bound and determined to do as he pleases while poor Zerophil loses his mind completely. Crony's thighs, now sprawled open around the width of his desire, are smooth and long, his bare buttocks visible at the base, mischievous smile open above the soft, flushed head, which is now drooling a thin thread on Zerophil's stomach. You'll be the end of me. He tells him gently, and sets his soapy fingers to Crowley's shoulder, watching those beautiful wings swing open and lift, so he has a perfect and far too enticing trail downwards. He carefully smooths the large suds across the soft skin, rubbing circuits and stroking when his long back dips. If nothing else... You will be the cleanest creature in existence, he says saucily, though it comes out more yearning than chastising. Crowley laughs at how obviously he has ensnared him. You're doing fabulously. I'm learning a lot about washing. He squirms entirely around, so Aziraphale can better reach the dip of his spine and buttocks. Aziraphale coughs a laugh. <laughs> Be prepared for me to put you and your new knowledge to work when it's my turn. Oh, I can't wait, Crowley tells him with a coy look over his shoulder. I'll get my hands all over you. Sneak bubbles into every soft place you have. Rub where you have knots and take my fingers where you're sensitive. His hands are still moving on Aziraphale's cock, a curiously gentle movement that spreads foam from his soapy chest to the base of his cock. He's so sensitive already that he's tempted to reach down and thump the hat while he watches Crowley's back and buttocks flex and stretch. He takes the soap lower, 
skating it down the long length of his spine, moving gently where there should be kidneys, before he ventures lower, rubbing a thumb into the small, perfect curves of the fairy's buttocks. Xerophil really has no excuse for the lewdness of his thoughts. Crowley leans forward, drawing his thighs in in a way that squeezes Xerophil's cock pleasantly between them. But it also makes it easier for him to take the soap lower still. He draws in a breath, shuddering it out as his soaping manages to ever so slightly part Crowley's buttocks, displaying for a brief moment the tiny, shadowed space between. Crowley! Crowley hums and draws a thigh upwards, seemingly an offering. The thought of what exactly is being offered consumes him for a moment, before he considers his fingers and then the impossibly small space between Crowley's buttocks. He finds the two thoughts don't add up at all and isn't sure whether it's regret or relief he feels. I think perhaps your imagination is underestimating our difference in size, Aziraphale says breathlessly, which would be a grand display of willpower if he wasn't this very moment rubbing his finger between the fairy's cheeks, feeling the faintest change in texture from bare skin to anus. You have a small finger? Crowley says, his hands lewdly circling the shape of Xerophil's dick, now throbbing hard where it twitches desperately beneath his spread legs. I'm a bold, adventurous sort. It wouldn't hurt to rub it around there. See if I could take just the tip. Xerophil finds his breath lodging tight in his throat at the quiet suggestion. The realization that Crowley wants exactly that, and seems to hold no fear of the concept. The first thing he needs to do, if he has any intention of such a thing, is rinsing the soap off his fingers and finding something better. You will tell me the moment the very moment that it's too much for you, he urges, and swishes her hand in the warm water of the bath. I would rather you told me to stop than cause you any worry or discomfort. Ah, oh, Crowley bends lower, drawing his knees up until Aziraphale can see the ring of muscle between his cheeks. The moment, promise. Fairies are made of sturdy stuff. Don't worry. I didn't think you'd agree to try. I'd been thinking about you getting your finger in me, but thought you'd protest and tell me not to be reckless. But yes, yes, I'm going to be so good, and you're going to stretch me out on your little finger. Xerophil can tell by the short little undulations of Crowley's hips 
that he's pleasuring himself already, and watches blood flush the head of his cock, a glisten of arousal shining there. Aziraphale reaches up for the cabinet. He thinks he has some baby oil in there somewhere. It falls in the sink, and he hurries to retrieve it, popping the cap and coating his previously soapy finger with something a little more friendly. I'll be gentle, he promises. Crowley attempts to raise his hips, the flirtatious thing. Back now arched, legs sprawled open over his cock, which is already fighting the weight of him, urgently aching to lift from Aziraphale's stomach and knocking him clean off. Not the best perch to attempt a gentle fingering, it has to be said. And if Crowley is reckless for demanding it, what does that make him? on my thigh again, perhaps. I'm afraid if I get any more aroused, you will end up in the bath. Crowley laughs, but with one last kiss to the length of his stick, he wriggles free, slides down to Aziraphale's upper hip instead, presenting his buttocks again, so Aziraphale can rub his now oiled little finger up and down the crease of his behind. Oh, that's slippery, Crowley wavers out. I thought you might appreciate it. Hmm. Aziraphale does nothing but rub gently for a moment, letting the faintest pressure brush over Crowley's entrance to get it used to the sensation. He has less control with his smallest fingers, but it looks marginally less of an impossibility. His own arousal means he's half-fisting his own cock at the same time, squeezing the urgent need into more of a steady simmer, so he can be as careful as he needs to be. I can feel you. Crony's fingers grip in his leg hair, and he pushes back a little. Like... A promise of what you're going to do to me. The plates of his shoulders, heavy with wing joints, arch up, his wings spreading and shuddering with every teasing rock. Do I feel overly large? Ziophil asks, concerned. Crowley laughs again, his body trembling briefly with it. Only since the moment I met you. He adjusts a little, spreads himself wider, his wings fluttering and lifting, as if an encouragement. As Eurofear nudges a bit harder, a long, sliding push, and for the first time he feels Crowley's anus stretch under his finger, impossibly tight beneath the curious, slick movement. Crowley makes a long noise in his throat, a breathy groan of ascent, before Ziraphale moves up again, spreading oil on the hang of his boards and his bare buttocks. There's a frustrated noise and a quick flutter of wings that Ziraphale feels the draught from. Yes, you had it. Do that again. 
one of Crowley's hands had left Zephyr's skin, and his elbow was now moving in slow, rhythmic shifts. I don't want to go too fast for you. Put your finger in me, you fussy thing, Crowley complains, bottom lifted in demand. I can take you. The words of Zephyr thumping Crowley's cheeks open, watching the stretch of his rim, and then placing his finger there, pushing against the gif until Crowley's throat makes a series of short ah, ah, ah noises, his thighs trembling. Aziraphale watches his finger stretch the fairy open, the visual leaving his own arousal a knot of greedy pleasure as he sings slowly inside, feeling the grip of Crowley's body around him. He can see the way the fairy buries his face in his arm, wings shuddering, elbow now still where it's tucked under him, no longer stroking himself while Aziraphale penetrates him. Don't stop, Crowley urges in a thin, high voice when Aziraphale stops pushing. I want to feel all of you. Aziraphale's own erection is a desperate, aching pulse, his own need held tight, while he feels the desperate clench of Crowley's overstretched rim in the tip of his finger. He dares to do a bit more, to push in until the whole neatness of his nail is deliciously enveloped by Crowley's hole. Oh, fuck, just like that. Crowley groans, the beautiful arch of his glistening back dipping as his wings spread, his wet stomach pressing on the warm spread of Aziraphale's thigh. Aziraphale is shaking, he can feel the tense of his muscles as he tries not to move, so his hard cock doesn't bob lewdly next to where Crowley sprawled so indulgently. Crowley squeezes down on his finger, thighs easing open wider with a drawn-out white that fills Aziraphale's spine with heat. Deeper, push deeper, Crowley keens. It's impossible not to think about the slick, warm suck of Crowley's anus around another part of him, around the now angry red shape of his throbbing cock that's already dripping, shiny precum welling at the tip. Crowley's asshole looks beautifully stretched, rim pulsing slick and pink, his buttocks tensing, pushing back and bearing down on the steady thrusts of Aziraphale's finger. The whimper that escapes Aziraphale is too loud for the small space of the damp bathroom, Exposing his desire entirely. What? What's on your mind? Crowley asks then. His voice is a broken trail of air. It may be too, too forward of me to say, he answers honestly, curling gripping fingers around the base of his cock. There's an almost unbearable intimacy to the moment, 
this exquisite experience Crowley has allowed him to indulge in. It would be too obscene to voice the flesh of need in his mind. He doesn't want Crowley to think he's demanding something, that he wishes Crowley were different somehow. But trying to put his desire into words without disparaging their difference in size feels like a frustrating barrier. Then I can tell you what's in mine, Crowley answers. He turns his head to the side to smile at Aziraphale, wicked and teasing. His wings flutter widely when his voice shatters on the ground. Aziraphale moans, cock a solid pulse of heat in his hand. What are you thinking, you pretty thing? Crowley's slender thighs tremble when Aziraphale drags his finger out just to push back in, to relish how spread open Crowley looks like this. It's filthy, so gorgeously debauched, and Aziraphale has never been more aroused in his life. At Aziraphale's press of finger, loops, spills, and mixes with the water over the delightful curve of Crowley's buttocks and down to his taint. He's used too much to be free to finger Crowley with easy satisfaction, and when the fairy pants and bucks his hips, impaling himself on the stretch, Aziraphale can't stop the squeezing slide of his hand over his own cock. It's really quite a sight. Crowley whines before speaking. That I wish I could take more of your fingers. Three or four down to the knuckle. He adds a point to the fact by rolling his hips until a zero of his finger seems impossibly past Crowley's natural resistance. Crowley moans, head dropping down, and Aziraphale bites his own lip. Fuck, I wish, I wish this stretch was your cock, that you would take me on all fours on your bed, that you would sink inside me and fuck me for hours. I don't think I would last long if I got to be inside you. Aziraphale finds himself answering in a shaky groan. He is now unashamedly pumping his cock while fucking Crowley on his finger, all pretense of restraint lost to the steam and Crowley's wicked lewd words. The slow rock of his small hips onto Aziraphale's carefully held finger. Then you could fill my ass more than once. You could empty yourself inside me, and I was wet with your spend and dripping. Crowley breathes, and Aziraphale's cock spills pre-cum in terrible desire, imagining just that. Because I would want more of you, of your hands and your kisses. The impossibility of the fantasy aches for a second, 
before blazing into nothing for the pain of it when Aziraphale thinks how wonderful it would be to feel Crowley's kisses like a sure white pressure instead of a flickering grace. To keep Crowley in his bed with an arm around that lovely waist and viciously, terribly, he thinks, in how it would feel to grasp those thighs and spread them open to fuck into him until his fingers would leave bruised points in that smooth, pale skin. To hold him down to the bed while he gasped and laughed, heels stuck in a zero of its back, giant wings crushed beneath him. Beautiful, so beautiful it hurts. It's a filthy coveting series of desires. Crowley, I'm, I'm very close. If you don't stop talking, I'm afraid. Come on, come on, I want to see you. Crowley's arm seems to move in rhythmic pulse, working his cock, fucking himself on a Zerofield's finger with lazy and sloppy rocks of hips. It's me you're burying yourself in, he whines, ass fucked open, voice cracked. Come inside me, Aziraphale, come in me. The pull of Crowley's voice is too tempting to resist. Aziraphale gives his cock a few slight tucks and comes all over his hand, shivering with each pulse. Crowley is flushed and parting, eyes fixed on the loot picture Aziraphale must present, his own body pliant, as if he had found his release already at the same moment Aziraphale did. Aziraphale still has his finger buried in his ass. Carefully, infinitely slow, he draws back, watching the puffy, slick rim of Crowley's anus, beautifully stretched and pulsing. It's such an erotic sight, Aziraphale thinks, He'd never really wanted anyone until Crowley appeared. There's a small swell of fear in her stomach, too, of having caused Crowley discomfort, so he rubs his thumb over the swollen redness of his hole, soothing, hearing Crowley sigh in content. Thanks. That was amazing, Crowley says. Aziraphale still feels lightheaded. That mouth on you, he says, chastising but fond. I wasn't lying. Crowley turns on her side, one arm stretched out, hand spread on Aziraphale's belly. He reaches down and covers it gently with his own. I want what I told you every single bit of that fantasy. Aziraphale laughs softly, batting away the disappointment. Me too, darling, but I understand it's only a beautiful fantasy. Crowley moves until Aziraphale's thumb slides off him. What have I told you it isn't? What? 
Crowley. I'm a fairy, Aziraphale. Have more faith in me. Let's go to your room and let me explain. To be concluded in Chapter 5.